Inside DJ's DVR, a television and film podcast, part of the DVR Podcast Network. You broke my heart, cause I couldn't dance. You didn't even want me around. But now I'm back to let you know I can really shake them down. That's right. It's your boy, DJ Tim Hines, and I'm back. Back in the New York groove. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're here listening to me talk directly to you on Inside DJ's DVR. Yes, folks, I am back. Back doing this thing that I really enjoy. And I'm going to apologize before I kick off and just say sorry for the way we left things at the end of last season. Uh, yeah, I apologize. But now I'm back. So let's play a little catch up, little, you know, fill in the blank, because I'm not going to do previously on, because that shit is dumb. I don't even watch it on the regular, on any episode, on anything. I've learned, learned that a few years ago to stop watching those. So we're not previously on in it. We're going to catch up re-familiarize each other and reacquaint say what's up and get down dj tim Hahn style that's right baby all right so this thing of ours this is the dvr podcast network and we're bringing you this thing this thing of ours it's it's just for a select few, the ones who were included. You know who yous are. Yous are involved. Yous have been listening. Yous are contributing. Hey, don't think the Godfather Axel Foley doesn't appreciate your contributions. Now, we could always use more. And when I say the contributions, it don't just mean... The greenbacks, they, those keep the world going round. But we also need content. We got to talk about stuff. We got topics, cuz. I got things, you got things. We're going to talk about them together. So we need feedbacks. You got to send them in on the internets. Use those emails, AOLs. They got the, uh... The new CompuServe, the Hotmail, you know, all those prodigies. Send them in to dvrpodcast at gmail.com. We're all over the internets, but most of all, we want you to stick with the family. That's right, the family. When I say family, it's the DVR podcast family. We got patrons, we got regular listeners, we got people who can't listen and ask for an audio transcript, which we don't provide. But if you have a service and you want to do it, we'd love to do that. But this is the family, you're the family, we're related through this thing of ours. So yeah. Axel's been going strong. Keeping the DVR podcast network afloat. And I'm loving it. Loving it. Loving it. If you haven't known by now. If you're only listening to my show. And you haven't checked out the rest of the network. I appreciate that. But I really want to direct you back. To the quality. Quality podcasts. That I can Blah, 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 blah. Let's reverse that. Rewind. Take back. All right. 
the quality podcasts that my man Axel has been putting out, they just keep getting better and better. And he's doing the Daily DVR podcast, which is a hard-ass thing to do. I was having trouble keeping up on a weekly to bi-weekly basis, finding good topics to talk about. And Axel, just on point. He knows how to articulate the news, the right news, how to dissect it, how to chop it down to a deliverable tidbit of information without sounding like a robot or he's reading. Because if I had the news in front of me, it would definitely not be as fun. So big up to Axel and please check out inside DJ's DVR on the DVR podcast network. That's right. When you're there, you're going to find my link and it'll bring you right to Axel's show daily DVR. It's awesome. So you got my show, his show, other shows, surprise shows, and his show is Daily DVR, but it's really only daily if you're a patron. That's right. Patreon.com slash DVR. Get on that shit. That's right. I can curse you. It's my show. Get on that shit, mother flipper. No, seriously. We appreciate all the patrons, but Axel does provide extra content. Sometimes I'll throw up extra content. So it is it does pay to be a pay Treon. Man, I should market that shit. If anybody hears that in a commercial, tell me I want royalty rights. Alright. Back to me. Back to looking at the time that's passed since we've last spoken. So, I had all intentions of rocking through the summer and reviewing what I watched because now there's just kind of a never-ending cycle of content, be it, you know, everything. Netflix, all the streaming, movies, Redbox, you know, you're getting your content at a different pace nowadays. There's some summer programs that dropped, uh, you know, just a lot of stuff. And I had planned to talk about a lot of things with you guys. I was writing little notes down, you know, nothing heavy, just little basic bullet points. And my summer went haywire. My job, few things in the personal uh, my second job, a lot of things just ramped up to a speedy Gonzalez level. So the fall came, Labor Day hit. I started getting into a slowpoke Rodriguez style. You know, I am speedy Gonzalez's cousin, but I am a slow. If you know the Warner Brothers, you probably know about our family. So yes, I was Jerry running around from Tom and the Roadrunner running around from Wiley. I was just going nuts. I lost a lot more hair. Not really. I just don't have a lot more hair to lose. So that's the same. But it's kind of a good explanation so it's not an excuse, it's just a reason. And I didn't want to bring shitty podcasts, my negative attitude to you guys. So we left off with, you know, kind of a cliffhanger, kind of a shitty place. And I apologize for that. If you're sour, I hope this makes up for it. But it kind of did teeter off, actually, with the Westworld Theorycast, another wonderful podcast that Axel and I do on the DVR Podcast Network. So, yeah, we got heavy into that, doing it every week, and it kind of teetered off at that point, built right into summer for me, and things just kicked off. Now, I did enjoy some entertainment. I did enjoy parts of my summer, but I wasn't ready to podcast. I wasn't in a good headspace 
And, you know, we got to the fall and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, everything's winding down. Labor Day is here. I'm listening to Axel rattle off the premieres every day, which is what he was doing on Daily DVR. And I was loving it. But the problem I was running into was that none of the things he was talking about or that I was reading about that were new premiering interested me. It really left me with a sour taste in my mouth for the network. I gave Manifest a shot. I almost threw up halfway through the first episode. It was terrible. My woman watches it still, but I'm not around when she does that. So that was terrible. I gave the good doctor another shot. I watched one episode. I just haven't caught up with it. Time really is a valuable commodity the older you get. So you got to pick and choose a lot of these things. And, you know, a lot of shows are building up. But after Better Call Saul finished, I started reevaluating what I was, you know, watching and looking forward to new things. And almost everything in the box in the DVR was reality and things that I didn't set to record. So I had nothing to watch in the beginning of September. I barreled through a bunch of things on Netflix. I watched a few movies. And I'm still waiting. Waiting for the networks to do something glorious. Until they do, I'm very disappointed. And I'm rolling hard with quality cable broadcast. You know, uh, not broadcast, but the premium cable as well as basic cable just elevated the game. And the streaming is in fuego. In fuego. That's all I can say. If you don't know Spanish, Google Translate that. Sheet. E-N space F-U-E-G-O. Yes. That's right. He said en fuego. But yeah, I've been waiting for the heat. So the network sucked. In the meantime, I was looking at my cable bill. I was watching basically just ballers. Yes, not a joke. I do like ballers. And there was nothing down the pipe I was interested in. So I cut the premium channels. I cut HBO, I cut Showtime, Cinemax, Stars, and a couple other random channels that were in that package. But it saved me a twenty. Uh, strike that. Reverse it. It saved me a ton of money, and I didn't even have to switch to Geico. So that being said, I missed out on a few things here and there. But I have friends and family and listeners of the podcast who provided me with some logins. I'm still waiting for that Hulu one. So anybody, you know, wink, wink, subtle hint, send me that Hulu. DJ Tim Hines at gmail.com. That's the private deeds. Only Hulu passwords accepted. Don't forget. Tim is spelled with two M's. DJ T-I-M-M-H-I-N-E-S at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Yes, right? I could spell. Just have a hard time reading those Game of Thrones scripts. All right. That's a little inside nod. To everybody who's been with us and knows how I feel, you know, John's a bitch. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way to a woman. You know, that's not how I roll with the use of bitch. Bitch is just like that bitch. 
that soft, not even worthy to be a female dog type person. It's a bitch. It's a bitch. Davos, slightly less, pretty much a bitch. But that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to leave it at that. If you don't know, go listen to Westworld Theorycast. Go listen to some small council. Go listen to some, I don't know. That's pretty much the only places you'll find that stuff where I'm referencing. But that's the, you know, that's that old throwback. Let me bring it back to the old wink, wink, you know, comedy trick where we, you know, I don't have to tell you guys. You guys know. All right. So let's do it. Let's break it down and leave it where I picked off. Picked off. Pick up. Picked up where I left off. Yeah, man. I'm getting these phrases all jumbled. I have no script. I just got the urge to do this, to talk to you. I missed you. I miss talking to you like this. I haven't done this in a minute. I believe it's, you know, random feedback on Axel's show. Uh, most recently, I gave a review of Red Dead Redemption, the video game. And I haven't gotten down like this, gotten into the mic, into your earlobes, you know, connecting through your audio passageways, your ear canal, you know, just feels good. So what's up? I'm back. You know, how you doing? Let me know. Write me. podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Hit me up. Send me some info, some shit you want to talk about personal stuff I could talk about on the air, whatever you want. Just hit me up. You know, give me feedback. Keep me motivated. Because I know Axel's been rolling in the deep with the feedback. I think he needs an intern soon. This shit is crazy. DVR Podcast Network is blowing up. Ba-boom. All right, yeah. So that's it. Hit me up. So let's get back. All right. Where was I? Oh, yeah. All right. So summer. Hectic summer. But I did enjoy this part of it. Music. I got heavy into music. I listened to a lot of albums. Hip-hop made a big resurgence. A lot of really great shit came out. I was vibing. I was starting to work on a little music here and there. Uh laying down a couple ideas. I haven't finished the track, but I just, that was my release. Music was a blessing this summer. So that got me through. Saul got me through. Axel got me through. Cufflinks.com got me through. And, uh, you know, now we even get through. We're going to get through together. We're going to get through this shitty network premiere slash television offering season. It sucks. I'm not a Bachelor guy. I'm not a, I don't even know, sitcom guy anymore. Just fell off. Fell off hard. Fell off like like a slippery swing set. I don't know. Sounded right. I hope it works. I hope that makes it into like some ill hip hop vernacular. You know? Dude fell off like a slippery swing set. Yeah, Tim Hans is the man. You know, bet on him because he's the winner. He's a proven. I don't know. I can't finish the rest, but you know, something like that. All right. I'm getting freaky. I'm getting comfortable. I'm feeling good. I'm in the zone and I'm ready to talk. About what I watched, what I seen, and we're gonna pretty much pick up after Labor Day. Let's see what's in the box. It's time for grab the remote and press play. All right, so basically, after Labor Day, I'm gonna talk about the one thing that I've really watched 
that's been a series that I've recorded in the DVR. Sounds awful. I mean, the show's got DVR on the title. And I ain't even been putting this motherfucker to work. But it's all right. It's getting plenty of use from my woman taping Manifest and 911 and some other silly shit. But I have been watching Gifted. What can I say? It's Marvel, so I'm going to watch it. Duh, it's like a given. But it's getting a little bit dragged out, a little bit silly. They are given some character depth. They're on about episode 7 right now where I'm recording. It's mid-November. And uh, I don't know. I like it. I'm going to roll with it. I don't want to tell you to watch it or like suggest it. You know where I've been the last season. I, you know, we, we found out a main character has powers that we didn't know about what they're manifesting into. We found out there's a couple other factions. Um, the main cop for Sentinel services is now sort of un unwillingly but willingly gotten involved with uh i guess some kind of i don't know how you call them like anti-mutant group hate group and uh you know it's interesting how he's trapped because he doesn't have those morals those you know beliefs but now he's getting swept up in it so it's that's I like that part of the show. I hope they don't keep it cheesy because that stuff's real. Mob mentality is very powerful. You know, look at the the crazy group of people we're aligned with through this podcast. This wacky mob mentality of people who want to know what the hell is going on out in Portland in Axel's life every day. I want to know what Lux said to Daddy when he got off the bus today. That was awful lock accident, but please bear with me. You know what I'm saying. It's, it's you know, what we do. You get sucked in. But thankfully, we peddle humor, TV knowledge, and love. And we're all about STDs, Ha! Not the sexually transmitted diseases. We're all about strength through diversity. But it could work the opposite. So cults are real. You know, hate groups are real. And people who don't necessarily fit the bill sometimes get caught up. And they need saving. So we'll see what's up with dude. His wife left him. Maybe she'll be the one to save him. We'll see. We'll see. But that's pretty much the only thing I watched in the DVR. I taped a few here-offs, you know, one-off things. Um, Nothing of notoriety right now. Maybe I'll recall for a previous... For a future episode? Wouldn't be a previous episode. I'll previously, I'll check for previously watched stuff, or if I'll think about it, talk about it on a future show. Yes, I'm getting it. Please bear with me. <laughs> All right. Netflix has been big for me. I had a good time with Netflix in the last couple months. I've been getting down on the get down. But before I get there, I'm going to tell you about. PlayStation 4. I've been playing a lot more PlayStation 4 this summer. It's an easy, quick escape. I could play Call of Duty with my buddies for, you know, half hour or so and just chill after work and blow off some steam, blow off some people's faces, you know, stuff like that. And I've been playing some Fallout 4. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Having a problem, though. Be getting a little dizzy. I've been finding there's settings to lower sensitivity, but all these games 
are very similar to the movies we've been watching. They're using every piece of the screen. And as wonderful it is as it is, it's hard to play for me. I'm getting dizzy and I'm having short time spans of playing. I don't want to play that long. And it's been bothering me because I feel like I'm not being able, I'm being prohibited from doing something that I enjoy. It's kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say it's like a disabled type thing, but it is, I guess, a type of a gamer disability, and it's annoying. And then the heavens opened up and sent down Red Dead Redemption 2. Ah, what a joy. It's same gameplay style and layout as Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is fast as hell. It's nuts. Another one where I could only play in small increments. But that being said, when I played the first Red Dead Redemption, I fell in love. Because it's slower gameplay. You're taking your time investigating, scavenging. I mean, there's so many aspects to the game that I love. But now there's a new aspect, the slower gameplay. It's making me play for hours. I've been, you know, a couple, I I work evenings. So, you know, I might get started playing at 11, 11 11.30 p.m. The other night I didn't finish till 4.45. You know, I was just, so engulfed in the world and red dead it's been a lot of fun and i don't want to even give you a review right now because i want to cross promote and make you go listen to the patreon exclusive thursday thursday november 15th daily dvr go back listen to that It's a Patreon only. I don't know how you're going to get your hands on it if you're not a patron. Wink, wink. But go listen to that. That's where I give my 10-minute breakdown with some noise, some sounds from the game. You know, I kind of, you know, little production value on this one. And Axel played it. And if you listen to it, email me. DJ dvrpodcast at gmail.com and just as simple as in the subject line or in the body write I listened and if you do that I'll go more in depth on a future episode so I'm giving you incentives here a lot of incentives to contact me you know hype me up give me a little nudge to keep it going but I'm having fun so far. I'm hoping you're sticking in with it. I hope you dig it. And I hope you're ready now to talk about more TV. <sighs> Where do we start? Where do we start? All right, let's go Netflix. I saw movies uh, via bootleg, theater, other sources. I'm going to talk about them. But I'm going to talk about Netflix. So, first two things I'll talk about. Marvel-oriented. Hell yeah. Those are going to be Iron Fist Season 2 and Daredevil Season 3. One was awesome. One sucked, but I loved it. You guess. Come on, come on. Yes, you guessed it right. Iron Fist sucked, but I loved it. It's so weird. I'm just such a, I guess, fanboy that I couldn't not like it, even though it was terrible. It just... The actor isn't great. I like the supporting cast better than Danny Rant. He's almost too much of a bitch, shall I say. And not in the derogatory female way. Ladies, please don't take offense. Because I was big on Queen Latifah. 
I had the album. I used to love it. U-N-I-T-Y. Who you calling a bitch? You know? That's, you know, respect. I don't mess with that. I don't call women that. I call soft people that. So he's a bitch. He's a bitch. So Danny Rand's kind of a bitch. I, nah, I had so much higher hopes. And I watched it. And I loved it. But it sucked. And then they canceled it. So, whatever. You know, it is what it is. My little fanboy, Marvelness, was satisfied. And I'll talk about Daredevil. Now, this ramped up a lot. It got really into the character more than any other season. And not only did it get heavy into Daredevil, but Wilson Fisk and a little foggy, but, you know, even more Paige. Paige was excellent. She had even her own flashback scene, almost a quarter of an episode. It was fantastic. This hopefully gets to stick around. I don't know the plans of the shifting around if Disney, you know, put the screws to Netflix to kind of give up the products, but I hope this little TV or I guess, what do we call it? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let's call it MSU, Marvel Streamomatic Universe. Damn, that's another one. Coin that shit right there. Boom, trademark, Tim Hines, Marvel Streamy Attic Universe. Pow! Ba-boom. I'm hitting you guys with lefts, rights, uppercuts. Boop, boop. Two jabs right there. And then a uh, ding. All right, next round. So Daredevil, highly recommended. Definitely watch the other seasons. I would suggest watching Punisher. They all complement each other. You don't need to see Iron Fist. Really don't need to see Luke Cage. The Defenders, kind of, yeah, but not. It's It takes place after all of these shows. So, yeah, you could get down on the get down with, you know, Punisher and Daredevil. And there is another season of Punisher coming very shortly. And I got to see the trucks for all the equipment and the trailer for the actors set up a block and a half from my house because they were filmed two scenes over here. But I wasn't, I'm not that guy that goes over and, you know, peeps and, you know, gawks. I let people create without being bothered. And a lot of that comes from back in the day, being at shows, thinking it was real corny, people lining up to get musicians, autographs, you know, if you happen to see them and they were cool, they offered it, it's a whole different story, but I kind of thought it was lame, so I never did it, and I was never big on it, I'm, I paid for a couple autographs, you know, from vendors here and there, things I like, memorabilia, but I was never that guy, I met a bunch of famous people, and you know, it wasn't my thing, um, but then... As a DJ, you just really learn that you don't like to be bothered. I'm not saying I'm a star, a celebrity, whatnot. I'd love to be. Um, but even with requests, you just don't like people bugging you, you know? Get off my jock, mother bitches. Damn, I'm trying to work here. You want me to play music good? Or you want me to... Hear that song that you, you're like, yo, can you play that song? It's like, oh, you mean that one? Ah, get the fuck out of here. So, you know, I don't fucking bug people while they're working. That's their craft. Let them work. And craft services got a craft. That's crafty. She's crafty. All right. 
Back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfection, so I'm on the stand. From a young G's perspective. Name that tune. DJ DVR podcast at gmail.com. Name that tune. Win a prize. Might have something for you. Blu-ray, DVD. I do. Seriously, I'm not bullshitting. That's serious. I got a lot of incentives lined up. This is a off the cuff, bringing it hardcore, hard body karate, DJ Tim Hines, higgity hizzy, pow, pizzy, boom, bap type rap. Right to your doorstep, in your ears, through your speakers. Pa, gonna rhyme right on time, cause you know my name, Tim Hines. Anyway, so yeah, those were awesome. I also really liked this docu-series, four episodes each season, two seasons, Hip Hop Evolution. Very excellent, very well done, well made, and very informative. And they got all the key players, all, all, all the key players. From the first DJ that threw a legit, real DJ party back in 73, DJ Cool Herc in Sedwick Avenue on the in the Bronx, New York, that that dude was in it up to everybody. Puffy, you know, I mean, every innovator, producer, DJ Premier, Kid Capri, uh, Be Real. Uh, I mean, they go to Houston. They 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 pretty much. I mean, they they you know the crew and the the guy who kind of interviews. He goes. They they go to cities and places that spawned a new style, a new sound, something that was innovative. You know, they go to Houston, they go to Miami, you see Luke, Luke's a big factor with that bass, boom, 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 booty music. They go out to LA, obviously that gangster mid-90s rap was a serious, serious part of the culture. Then the Bay Area, they're just a bunch of spots that created a sound. And this docuseries brings it together. It's called Hip Hop Evolution. Very, very good. Another Netflix, Mississippi Grind. This is a weird movie I stumbled across just scrolling around. Ryan Reynolds, I believe it was 2016 or 2017, indie movie about a gambler who's a degenerate, doesn't come off as a degenerate at first, finds a, as any true degenerate has, a degenerate partner. Someone they can lean on and leech off of and scam and scam with. And uh, basically, you know, propagate that symbiotic addiction of gambling or whatever, you know, junky shit you're into. But this was good because he comes off smooth and he's got a plan. You know, the other dude gets sucked in and the con, I'm a sucker for con movies and I love long cons. So this movie was good. You know, it wasn't really, I never heard of it before. It wasn't highly touted, but it was something I caught on the flicks and I liked it. All right. Well, that's about all I got for the Netflix stuff. Uh, the next bunch that I'm going to talk about were watched on DVD or streamed or given to me or red boxed or something of that nature, but almost all of them are movies or documentaries. So I'm going to jump into the list with a couple documentaries. First one, I'm only on the first episode. It's three episodes. My buddy in the UK sent it to me. It's a three-hour BBC documentary called Can You Feel It? How Dance Music 
conquered the world. And just from the first episode, I love it. It is everything of my realm, my house music, techno, dance, clubs, the DJs, the producers, and it's done for everyone. You don't have to be involved in the scene to learn about it. And it's one of those docs that I think anybody will appreciate and anybody will probably want to try it sometime if they haven't clubbed in their life just from seeing the energy and the happiness and the way it makes people feel and act. And you feel it, the emotion from not only the creators, but from people involved in the industry, the promoters, and the interviews with just fans. Yeah, it's very good, Doc. I love it. The second Doc I'm going to talk about was a DVD that I bought from a very famous, well, I wouldn't say famous, but a very influential DJ. His name is Nicky Siano, and a few years back, he put out a very limited run of a DVD called Love is the Message, and it documents the last night of his infamous club, the gallery in 1973. It is phenomenal. Actually, it might be 75. I think they opened in 73, but it's somewhere around that that time frame. And you see all aspects of the old school way. Now, Nikki was one of the first DJs, one of the first guys who was into sound systems. One of the first guys who opened a real club. You know, he was legit. He was the first DJ to play in Studio 54. And that was later in the career. You know, this guy is a legend. I've gone and seen him a bunch of times when he comes out and just masterful at what he does. He knows how to work a crowd with that... 70s and early 80s soul funk disco goodness yeah he's awesome so this the dvd i bought was expensive but it was only a few left and he sent me a signed poster i love it treasure it and i watched it a couple times now so it was totally worth talking about love is the message by nikki siano Another movie I watched was Death Wish. And this movie sucked. So I'm not even going to really talk about it. I don't know why Bruce Willis decided to do it, but I hated it. It was entertaining for a little bit, but I didn't dig it. Let's jump to another shitty movie, Gotti, starring John Travolta as John Gotti. Oh my gosh, this was a piece of garbage. The story was great. It would have been awesome to hear him narrate a documentary, with even with dramatizations, like Heath Solo's, uh, I think it was the Bio Channel, the Bio Network, but he did a, a role, he played Gino Gotti, John's brother, and that was better than this movie. And that was on broadcast cable. So it's ah, just sucked. I don't know why they even did it. The story was good. It jumped around, future, back, future, back. But it sucked. I don't know why I'm still talking about it. But I watched it. Another movie that was eh was Upgrade. I got that out of the red box. This guy has his... Something bad happened to his wife and he gets these robotic implants and he has a little bit of robot in him and he goes on a vengeance hunt. It's all right. You know, it was, it was worth the watch. It wasn't worth talking more about. But let's get to two movies I want to really talk about. 
because they're in the vein of Marvel. Deadpool 2 is the first one. Awesome, awesome, awesome sauce. I never got to see it in the theater, and I'm so happy that I finally watched it. I probably watched it about four or five times since the summer, but, you know, being a Marvel guy... And I love Deadpool. I love his wise-assery. I love the nonstop crude jokes, just like the comics. Perfect for Ryan Reynolds. And I love seeing a second dosage. And not taking it seriously and being goofy and making fun of the whole genre and themselves. It's exactly what comedians do. And it was a fun movie. You shouldn't take it seriously if you do, like, as part of the MCU and fitting in. Shit is just fun. Enjoy it. And the next Marvel movie that I really enjoyed was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, yes, I might lose some Marvel points because I haven't seen either of these in the theater. But I did come around to just seeing Ant-Man 1 and the Wasp about two nights ago, and it was... Awesome, fun, action-packed, fast-paced movie, not too long. Paul Rudd had great jokes, made a lot of sense, wasn't super, super goofy. I loved seeing, you know, Michael Douglas back, seeing the, the Kate from Lost, Evangeline Lilly as Wasp. I mean, she's just really good, and she just getting more beautiful as the days go on. She really looked awesome in that movie. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, Funny, like I said, fast-paced, and it didn't jam you with Marvel lore and stuff like that. It was just like the first one. How It was like a heist movie. This was very similar, you know, just uh, good stuff. All right. I got three more movies to talk about. One I'm going to jump to, and it was a theater movie. I went and saw Venom. Venom was awesome. I fucking love this movie. I really, really love this movie. Now, the critics, quote unquote, didn't like it. They trashed it. It sucked, this and that. But I thought it was perfect. It was exactly what Venom is. A little goofy and then gets taken over by the symbiote who is also a little goofy, you find out. But he's axe balls to the wall because he knows he has, you know, dominance and alphaness over the human host. So this whole movie was great. The way Tom Hardy played it was so smooth for building the character meaning that when they decide to make a next one they have so many avenues they could take the character and i really truly hope they go heavy psychological with this story because it's perfect for it and tom hardy is the perfect guy to go heavy deep mental type stuff instead of your typical shoot em up Bad guy scenario, good guy scenario, somebody wins outcome. You know, more like Dark Knight type stuff where we'll see like the grit and, you know, that's just what I'm hoping for. But this movie was so satisfying. I left the theater. I texted Axel, tweeted at Glenn. I was like, yo, this movie was mint. And if you guys didn't like it, that sucks. But I did. And this is my podcast. I don't want to offend you because we're friends, but I loved it. Venom. All right. I got two more on a breeze through. I'm going to wrap this one up. This has been a fun podcast. I'm going to talk about two movies. The first one was sort of fun. A remake of a classic Steve McQueen movie, Papillon. It starred Charlie Hunnam. And now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the guy who plays him, Mr. Robot, who won the Emmy. Uh, uh, Ramek. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. And I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to fact check. I'm just going to roll with it. But uh, Remy Malik. There we go. 
All right. So it's got those two reprising the roles of Dagon Papillon. And I thought it was good. It didn't get great reviews, but fuck the reviewers. Cause I do this for the fans. I give it from a fan's point of view. It was a little long. Could have maybe cut 25 minutes out, but it wouldn't have sent as somber of a message as it sent out. You know, I I saw the original one probably 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when I went on a Steve McQueen binge. And it's one of my favorite Steve McQueen movies. He's outstanding in it. This one is a bit grittier, not like the film-wise, but grittier, like harsher. You see a little more of the terribleness of this prison. So I recommend it. That was very good. I liked Papillon. I got that in the red box as well. Another one from the red box that I'm going to wrap the show up with, Heavy Movie. Some people didn't really like it. Some people thought it was okay. Spike Lee joint, Black Klansman. I personally loved it. It was powerful, fun to watch, hard to watch, entertaining, great acting, eye-opening, reality-slapping, good ride of a movie. Spike Lee makes fantastic movies in my eyes. I love that he sends a message in movies. I didn't like Chirac so much. This wasn't for me that much. But I liked the message. I liked the way he told it. I like movies that have a message. I like movies that sometimes aren't so cryptic. You know what? We need that stuff. People need to see these things. People who don't get shit need to see these things. Because things that are said in a joking way or a satirically way need to hit home. You know, folks, satire is like the old saying, you know, most truths are told in jest. You know, you got to bring it a certain way to let certain people absorb it. It's how it's got to be. Great story, great acting. I mean, uh, I forget his first name, but uh, Denzel Washington's son is the lead actor. He's great. Uh, the supporting cast is great. Just, I loved it. Really did. Yeah, so these movies, the podcasts that Axel's been doing, these shows that I've seen, the uptick in content coming out, got me inspired. Got me wanting to talk to you again. Got me wanting to connect. So I'm back. I don't know how frequently. I don't know the motivation level that I'll need from you, from all the little tidbits I drop through this podcast to see who's really paying attention. You know, send me some words. You know the deets? DJ DVR podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for being a part of what we do, of what I do. Listening and sending your thoughts back. All right, you guys rock. You rock, especially you. I appreciate you. One love. I'm out. <laughs>